trade trade deadline in the NFL was today. Four o'clock, I think it was five o'clock, something like that. James Harden gets traded. I don't know what, how he continues to just say like, hey, I want to be here no more. And he's no longer there. I think this is what his fifth or sixth team now that he's been moved to. Los Angeles Clippers. I don't think they're doing much with him. I think he goes from whatever he was in Philly to now being a third and maybe fourth option on that team. They can't stay healthy anyway. But with all the trades going on, and then our Lions had a hell of a win on Monday Night Football, and they basically stand pat while every other NFC stronghold team makes a move. It got me thinking. We did an episode a long time ago about trades, but I'm going to throw it to you guys. If AEW had to make one trade, they have to make a trade. Who are they trading for? And who are they giving up? It could even be a, a two-person to a one-person trade or a three-person to a one-person trade. But you guys are head of AEW right now. You're like, look, we need a spark right now. WWE is as hot as they've been in decades. Let's go out and get somebody and let's make a trade. Ishan, who are you trading for in AEW and who are you giving up? That's a good one, Ashley. Hey, what's the uh, head of TV guy's name over in uh, WWE? Me? Yeah. Is it Kevin? Not Kevin? The production guy? You you talking about the production guy? Vince's Mm -hmm. guy. Kevin Dunn. Nobody likes him. Kevin Dunn. Kevin Dunn for QT Marshall. That's okay. Did not. If you were playing playing 2K, they would ban you off the server for trying to to make that trash ass. Hey, I'm saying, hey, if if Tony can do a magic wand, that's what I'm doing. Oh, no, it's not magic. No, it's not magic. You got to give up a legit piece. So, all right, so I like the Kevin Dunn one. So let's stick with that. Now, who are you giving up for Kevin Dunn? Because WWE is going to come back and say, well, we really really don't need anybody, but you got to give us one of your top talents then, or talents, plural, for Kevin Dunn. Who are you giving up? Wardlow. Okay, and I don't think that gets it done. Damn, need more people? For for, for Uh, Kevin Dunn? He runs their TV. But see, you know, well, here's the thing, though. This, here's, my, here's why it might work. Okay. Right? So you mentioned a trade today with James Harden. Take our trash. Now, Kevin does a great job, but I'm sure at this point in time, they can find somebody that can do a equivalently good job. Whoever's or running job, Right? Because production. Look, the scuttle booty online is that people in the company don't even like him. They don't even like him. Get your snack or two butt up out of here. I am kind of surprised he's still there. I yeah. am. I, I thought he he thought he may have been gone by now. Well, you so, know, like well, I heard he's he, obviously he's great at his job, right? Mm-hmm. But people don't like him. So hey, you know what? Take this guy. Get your TV together. Right. Get this bad energy out of our out of our office building. Right. Give us Warlow. We are gonna get him again. We are gonna get him a couple years and make him a star anyway. Let's just do it early. Boom. All right, so you're, you're going war low for Kevin Dunn. I think that one gets denied too, but okay, that's yours. Radizia, who is yours? Who are you giving up in AEW? Who are you going out to get? This is so incredibly hard. So I'm going to just actually piggyback off of these. I'm going to go with Kevin Dunn. And if this is the olden days of WWE for Tony Khan. <laughs> oh, hell. <laughs> this man go up into Jacksonville, talks his talk. 
and get Tony Khan to come over to WWE. There you go. Deal complete. I don't think they want Tony. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think they want Tony. But okay. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna stay backstage and I would say I am trading for like Michael Hayes. And I'm probably gonna have to give up like MJF. Um, and probably one more. They're probably going to make me throw in one more person. Wait, but so what's, people what's will Michael Hayes trash do AEW. What's Michael Hayes going to do for them besides you no know, get racist law uh, lawsuits filed against him? Oh, he's going to help him write TV. He is the brainchild along with Heyman and Roman around the bloodline storyline. So if you can get is he them to, yeah, yeah. Huh. And they said, they said, Hayes. they said nothing's changed either. It was like some thoughts that maybe some things would change after Vince was kind of put to the side. They were like, nope, it is still Heyman and Roman and Michael Hayes in every uh, segment and, like, every match. He is the producer for all their stuff. I thought Hayes was not racist, but just a contributor or an enabler of drunks. And that was one Am time. I- y'all, gotta, y'all, y'all gotta leave that alone. Okay. He did. That was a long time ago. Years ago. Oh. Well, the, the last of the people who are AEW fans will absolutely start ripping on AEW if you give up MJF for some yeah, no, right? stage. Yep. But we talked about they need to be able to write better episodic TV. So I was going to go talent for talent, but both of y'all went like backstage. I wasn't going to be the only one talking about like Charlotte Flair for somebody else. So Well, I didn't know he was going to ask me that question. I wasn't prepared. Episode 79. Is here and in full effect. This is the TFW podcast. That's freaking wrestling. I am your host, Matt, joined by my co-host, as always, Ishan and Rhodesia are in the building. Let's get right into it. Where do you guys want to start today? Well, let's stick with uh, AEW and their TV, guys. Okay. I thought it was interesting. There's been some talk, a little scuttlebutty online. There's been some uh, frustrating creative situations in AEW. And, you know, and Matt's favorite columnist, Uncle Dave Meltzer. Oh, this came from Meltzer? Oh, oh yeah. Lord. Uncle Dave. And it's funny, you know, people uh, say that he's uh, on the payroll, but he has some things to say about um, AEW. So we're going to get to it. I think something's changed. Like, he went from, like, never saying anything negative about. I think he said, I think he said more negative or constructive criticism, however you want to look at it, this year than, like, all the other years combined about AEW. Well, we're going to get to it because I think at some point, even if you're friends with somebody, right, if they do enough dirt, eventually, you got to talk about it. Got to call it out. You got to call it out, right? You do out of love. So, and I'm going to try to read this because um, it, it, it's written kind of the way Uncle Dave talks. And I get it, Dave. I'm with you sometimes there, depending hey, on Hey, so then if you're going to read it, man, you got you to so, do it. You got to do it in his, I don't even know what you want to call it, his slang. Because he probably says, like, you know, 500 times in your quote. <laughs> so you got to throw those in. Oh, my God. Yeah. You know, just just reading this is going to trip me up. So I, I, I don't All think right. I'll be able to do it. But, <laughs> so, but he says, if you follow AEW, you know. That a lot there of stuff is. is being decided at much later periods than previous. Guys are getting their information on what they're doing, and decisions are being made later. There's times the day of the show, sometimes you don't even know what the plans are. It's almost like we used to talk about WWE, which is very frustrating for talent. 
a lot of guys have a lot of input on what they're doing, but they don't really make long-term decisions. So they don't, so the stuff they're doing, they're coming up with ideas, but you don't really know exactly long-term direction. You're kind of coming up with ideas week to week too, but you don't know what the ultimate thing is. And maybe the ultimate thing hasn't even been decided. So that's one of the reasons why the show are what they are. And so I'm going to quickly, because there's layers to this, guys. And I'm okay, so hold a second. Get into it. Okay, okay, before you move on, where is that information coming from? Uh, this, this is Dave from uh, his, one of his shows, I believe. But I'm saying, like, where is he getting the information from? Is, is it, I'm guessing, just sources? Is it talent? Is oh, it... Uncle Dave didn't give that up now. I'm, I'm imagining it has to be sources. Okay, do we think the sources talent like rustlers or somebody else backstage i mean it should if it sure ain't tony khan nah god dang it hmm, um, okay so let's let's get to jerry and i'm going to toss you guys there's layers to this that i, I want to get into with you guys so jerry lot jerry lynn replied to uh one of these uh tweets and you know jerry lynn is he's backstage shout and out to jerry says, lynn too um he says because rustlers and gods knows who else Continue to leak info to the sheets, podcasts, etc. Hey, stooges, informants, please leak some information to SFNW, please. Um, so Tony continues to keep things confidential. You will want to know everything before you see a movie. Anyone who leaks info is doing damage to the product and the industry, guys. Matt, I'm gonna start with you. Go ahead and react. So then, to summarize, Meltzer is saying. They have an issue right now with the talent knowing what the long-term plan is, right? Seems is that right. kind of because because to me this is like a, a non-issue. If that's the case, why does the talent need to know what the long-term plan is? Let Sami Zayn tell it. As of the Friday before Elimination Chamber, he had zero idea what was transpiring in that match. He's in the main event. Why do you need to know what the long-term plan is? As long as you know what you're doing that night. And if you have the majority of creative control, and what I mean by creative control, I'm not talking about wins and losses, but okay, I know I got a promo. All right, you got a promo. Go figure out your promo. So like, I, this to me, to me, this seems like a, a bunch of do about nothing, but maybe I'm in the minority on it. I won't say that you're in the minority about it, but I would say for someone who's trying to come up with a promo, I probably should know how my next three weeks to six weeks is going to look. So I know what I need to put into this. Is this my only at bat chance? So let me just give it my all. I'm going to like blow it out of the park. Or do I believe I'm going to be in this campaign or this feud with somebody for the next three months? I'll have time to let my, my story or my promo simmer. I think that's where that's coming from. But you're right. At the end of the day, they're the boss. The boss don't have to tell you what they plan on doing later. Cause then let's look at it from the macro side of things. I tell you what you're going to do. That doesn't happen. Now that can mess up morale even more. Like again, it's, it's, that's a non-factor. Like it's not even their, their business. It sounds kind of bad because they are their talent, but it's not really none of their concern or their business to drive it. Well, and we haven't talked about this at all prior so you may be thinking the same thing i'm thinking or you may think something completely different but for jerry lynn to respond to that message or to that tweet or whatever it was 
He's backstage at AEW. He's an agent. He's a producer. For him to make the comment of, well, if things get out, it's going to leak, and then there'll be no more surprises, doesn't that speak more than to the backstage in AEW that they can't keep water, they can't keep their mouth shut on what the plans are and what the storylines are because if it does get out, it's going to leak? Or if it does get out, then it's, it's going to like it's going to spoil whatever we have. Like Flair last week, I don't think that was anywhere before it happened. I'm going to assume there's probably only a couple of people who knew about it. The majority of their really really big debuts or stories don't leak beforehand. Well, with WWE because the company is so big, it ain't many times we can get a surprise. Now you maybe can sneak one in like around Rumble, but the Jade thing leaked before WWE announced it. Uh, Orton coming back leaked before WWE announced it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just like, there is no, I, I don't know. I just, to me, I just think Lynn saying what he said speaks maybe a little bit more to maybe where the conversation should go than what Dave said initially. I have a problem with just him responding to begin with, because if you are backstage, that's something that needs to, again, needs to be internal. You had wrestlers and talent feuding with each other and Twitter fighting and stuff like that. This to me is like a, like what you just said. It's because y'all people in this locker room can't keep your mouth shut. It's like again, more is just so coming out that we don't even need to be hearing about. He shouldn't even have responded to that. But now that you mentioned Jerry Lynn, I think I want to um, swap him with Jamie Noble. You think that's a fair trade? <laughs> it could be, but we're yeah. past the trade deadline now. Oh. The trade deadline oh, was twelve dang. minutes ago. Yeah, shit. So maybe next year. And that's NFL, mind you, not the NBA, which we talked about. Oh, yeah, about, we, right? we got months left for the NBA. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so I said there's layers to it, right? So talking about Uncle Dave. So what he's saying is that we're seeing a, a situation backstage with decision-making that's similar to Vince McMahon at his worst, right? And those shows were horrible. Those shows was horrible. And Matt, you mentioned something about, hey, you know, why do these guys need to know? I think Rhodesia kind of hit it. Because at the end of the day, these are TV shows. And they're not performing like they're TV shows. Actors know what the end game of the season is. They know what the end game of each episode is. Like, right? And a lot of these guys, that's what, that's what they are. They are performers on a television show. Sure, they're wrestlers, mm -hmm. but they're performers, right? And so... As Rodisha said, if I know what the end game is for a character, I can get behind the intention of that moment a little bit more because I know what's at stake of where I'm going in that view. If you don't know kind of where you're going day to day, week to week, you're not going to have the same creative input that you have, right? Because every episode, I'm kind of just going balls out. And maybe the moment in the story doesn't call for me to go balls out in that moment because I need to get balls out really in another week. It's almost like, the, the the teacher yelling, right? When she's yelling every or single day or, or parent, parent, right? <laughs> like, right? The parent, the the mom, the dad that yells every time something happens, at some point you start tuning, the kids start tuning them out. Like, right. Where, where for me, look, I'm the funny, happy, less playful parent, like, right? But they know when my voice get deep, they know it's a problem. It's go time. And they listen, like, right? So you got to have that same energy creatively. There's I one think thing it I speaks. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. You go. 
I think that um, it speaks to the creative problems that we're seeing. I think that's when you watch these shows, they seem very convoluted. They seem all over the place, right? And so they're just coming up with stuff off the top on every show. I think it's the reason why we see all these storylines kind of all over the place and kind of herky-jerky. See, but I call BS on that because if that was the case, we wouldn't get... We wouldn't know the matches days before on these shows. Remember, one of my issues with AEW that I, w- I would switch is because they are so dependent on the matches to get people to tune in because they are so match quality heavy that if they don't announce really good matches, people aren't going to tune in. We've kind of seen that as a barometer. They announced yesterday um, Omega and Jericho teaming up against Jericho Appreciation Society, which they aren't even a thing anymore. What's their name? Cool Hand and... J-A-S. I don't think they have a name. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, no, they got a name. I just can't remember right now. I don't, I don't think they do. I don't think they do. But like, they announced that match. Uh, they were two point oh, right? Yeah, they were two point oh, and then. Yeah. Uh, but my point is like, okay, well, we know the majority. Those those shows are flushed out, and we know as a viewer before the show starts, ninety five percent of what we're going to see. But we know the matches. We're talking about stories and character development. Like, sure, we know what the matches are going to be, but we're talking about stories and characters. So we're not going to get if we're no if we don't know what we're doing from a character and story standpoint moments before the show, week to week. How can you really build something if you don't really know where you're going? Like they might know the match. Mm-hmm. Like Tonya isn't booking the finish a lot of times, right? So when you I wanted to speak on this before Matt went, but you had mentioned that Dave had said that this is a comparison to WWE as far as events. I think that's, uh, I think he misspoke there because the difference is the talent doesn't know their overall storyline. Vince will have five different changes throughout the day. You wake up that morning and thought this was going to happen. Plan for that. Two hours later, you get another thing two hours later. And then right before you go out, you find out a whole nother thing. So mm-hmm. at least AW isn't say, okay, here you go. And they, oh, let me pull it back. We got to do it again. No, they're just like, okay, no, I'm probably not going to tell you until when you get here for the show. Where Vince, as we visually saw, he would change over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. So I think that is a difference. That's not even a fair comparison. That's a good point. And then lastly, with the piece um, with Jerry talking, I think it just speaks to, I mean, I hate to say it. I think it speaks to leadership in that company that this informant and these leaks is still a problem that Jerry Lynn of all people needs feel like he needs to say something online mm-hmm. to put it out there in cyberspace. You know, I, I really feel that, you know, Tony needs to get somebody in place that can, that can do this for him, allow him to cre- be the, the visionary of the company and let somebody else be that guy that people look to for action. Cause at the end of the day, like, they need to have a, a, a company meeting and say, hey, who are these people leaking? Like, right? And just drop the, the ball. Like, hey, if you leak, I'm firing you. Like, right? If you like these. But is that fair? Is that fair? So, so now let's take that to like, quote, unquote, real world. If you have an issue at work. Yep. Your boss is coming in and telling you, hey, if you talk about this job outside these four walls to somebody, you get you, you X'd up out of here. I don't know if that's the right way to do business. Especially hey, a, pri- a privately in, in, in owned it. company, a privately owned company. Let me tell you, if I own Big Daddy's business of extraordinary things, you got something bad to say about Big Daddy, I'm firing you. 
Period. I don't need to go through HR or anybody else. This is the terms of the contract. Detrimental to my company. You but out. saying something bad isn't this isn't the thing. What what Jerry, if you take it just from Jerry Lynn's piece, he's he's like, well, Tony's keeping things close to the vest because he doesn't want things leaking. Doesn't necessarily mean something bad's gonna be leaked, but you you guys don't need to know that it's gonna be Kenny Omega and MJF four weeks from be, before we even get it starting on TV. We Jerry Lynn said anyone who leaks info is doing damage to the product and to the industry. Do you agree with that? I I do. If they think the, if they think so, yeah. Look, at some point in time, look, I've been lenient. We probably had some kind of conversations. Now you got to hear it, right? And so just just so like you know, a guy like let's say Rusev, for instance, like who probably wants to get back to another company. <laughs> so just start leaking stuff. Just start leaking it's his just, whole. So he's like, it's all storyline. Oh, he's leaking for the, the next whole storyline, right? So guess what? <laughs> you clowns, I'm just gonna sit you home. I got you on the books for another four years. You're 35 now. I'm gonna sit you home for the next four years, and you, and if they're interested, you can get back there when you're 40. Like, right? Pay, like, I'm, nip, I'm nipping it. I'm nipping in the bud, and I'm and, and I'm making what what is the, the and, and I'm making examples out of people. Yeah, I mean, and we've we've heard Jericho numerous times. They've had meetings of like, hey guys, let's keep it in house. Like, stop talking to. But I I respect them talking to. People, though, if they legit have friends in the business, you know, Sean Sapp, whoever, Dave Meltzer, um, if they have legit friends in the business that they want to share some things, I don't have too much of a problem with it. But if it becomes a detriment, then, OK, we probably need to, to look at it. But this is not uh, the reason for low attendance right now. It's not. Nope. This is not a reason for lower ratings on some of these shows, you know, so. Uh, I mean, I think it was a, it's a good discussion for sure, but I would just like to know the other side of it. And from when, if now I'm just talking about just from Meltzer's piece, like, okay, you heard that from somebody else. I would like to hear from the other side now. Man, cause look, I remember when my good friends, Matt Jackson, Nick Jackson, they told me about all out. Years ago, kayfabe gave me insider information. You know, as a friend to the business, I kept it to myself. I didn't go online and spill the beans. I wanted to be a surprise for everybody, right? So if these guys have friends that are in the business and they're just giving information to, then they themselves are a problem when they're leaking this stuff, this information for whatever clout, money, whatever it is, to, to the dirt sheets, in my mm-hmm. opinion. But uh, well, I mean, you uh, you said friends. Meltzer used to be an AW friend. I think he's a foe now. And I know you had something else for another person who is not high on AEW, and that's Eric Bischoff. I didn't get a chance to look into. I know you sent it to me. I didn't get a chance to read it. I just saw something about Bischoff, and he having another issue. I guess with AEW because I, I didn't read it. What what is his deal now? This time, this week. What's his problem this week? Well, you know, the funny thing you say is that um, actually Bishaw was replying to a statement that Uncle Dave made about AEW and his over-reliance on older talent. So that's why I said, though, no, Dave hmm. is, uh, da- Dave yeah. is it, it's, he's having a hard time keeping them lips sealed. He, he has some things he can do. Dave don't rock with AEW no more. <laughs> <Mm-mm>. Nope. <laughs> so what do you say? 
And so I'm going to give you guys a quick thing because I just want to ask you guys a question. We have to go in because a lot of scuttlebutt's been talked about. Um, he said, it's not that the older talents aren't valuable. It's how you use older talent. Hell, and it's so, how you use anybody. But go ahead. And so I, I, I want to, what I really want to do really quick, I want to quote what my man Booker T chimed in and said on this. Okay, stop real quick. Who said that? That line you just said, who said that? Was that Eric Bischoff or was that I was, Eric, I, was, I was Eric Bischoff. I should have known because there wasn't a you know in there. All right, my bad. Okay, <laughs> got it. Now, Booker T, he said, right now, right now, it seems like they're pulling a revamp of WCW. Oh, baby. Now, as far as signing veteran talent, guys well past better years of their careers. Guys that young guys could take either one of two ways. Either this guy's here to help us or these guys are here to take our spot. So I got to ask you guys, they've been signing a lot of older talent. You know, they just, their biggest accusation, maybe in history, maybe not, Edge. We got Ric Flair just recently re-signed with the company. Do you think that AEW is signing and relying on too much older talent? I don't even think that's the right question to ask when we just look back at all of this. No, to answer your question, I don't think so. Again, it goes back to what he said, is how is how you build this talent. I want a company that has a blend of veterans and green people and young, inspiring wrestlers. It makes for a beautiful product. The, leader, the veteran leadership in the locker room or just even in the company can take that company a long, long way. And the young people can stay innovative and fresh to keep the company going and be around 20 to 30 years from now. It has to be a perfect balance with all of it. So I don't have a problem with that. Brian Danielson, before um, Edge came over, or what's his name? Adam Copeland came over. The Cope. Yeah, Brian was probably, to me, the biggest person to come over there. And he's older. And we saw what he has done. I think he's made a, a, a major difference. And I don't think he stole from anybody else and took anybody else's spot because whoever went in the ring with him, may, he made them look good because he brought them up to his level. So I don't really think that's the real question. But just to answer your question, no, I don't have a problem. I don't think they're hiring too many old people at all. And I don't even want to call it old. I would just say um, more seasoned. I think that they, I understand possibly what they're trying to say but they're completely off base AEW is the best promotion for spotlighting and highlighting older talent that is a to me a without a doubt without a shadow of a doubt they are the best when it comes to take sting exhibit a b c d e f and g his run in AEW laps what he's what he did in wwe like 10 times over and he's not the only one, but like that's Christian. the main one. If if you look at right now, current champions, MJF, super young, Orange Cassidy, super young. You got Christian Cage, yeah, but he's doing some of the best work of his career. You got Hook, you got Ricky Starks and Big Bill, you got the acclaim with Billy Gunn. Okay, Billy Gunn, we know what that is. You got Sheeta and you got Chris Stanlander. That's all young people. Yeah, like what are we talking about? Mm-hmm. No. So your yeah. champions well, are highlighted. Yeah. Your young people under the age of thirty is being highlighted. Yep. Yep. And they're the pillars. And <laughs> is that and, the thing? I, I'm about to choke. But I, I actually feel that more people should be grateful and happy that the veterans are there. 
I'm not talking about what we think or what I think CM Punk came in as a, as a veteran leader. I'm talking about somebody who's coming over like a Billy Guns. You can't tell me that Billy Guns ain't a great leader over there. Well, it's only one. Billy I always Gun. say Guns. Yeah, it's only one Billy Guns. I said it again. Just <laughs> so it's not Billy Guns. And he doesn't Man. shop at Targets and he doesn't like real lobsters. Peter Guns is with a Z, right? On the end? Yes. Okay, Peter it's, Guns is on it. Maybe yeah. that's where what's I'm getting what, from. What's the son's name? What's the daddy's name? Don't worry about it. Oh, dang. <laughs> oh, my God. It. I just had it. Tony Khan, he, he was, Tony Khan sent out an email, uh, or not an email, a text, uh, a tweet earlier today saying that um, important announcement on Dynamite this week. Actually, let me give you what he said, because I don't know if it helps the case of what I thought it was going to be or it hurts the case. So what he said was... Um, I have an important announcement for many of us. Tomorrow is the start of holiday season. I'll have an important announcement for AW fans worldwide tomorrow, November 1st on Wednesday night dynamite. What do you guys think it is? A an new important, TV an deal. important announcement worldwide for the fans. And he brought up holiday season. A TV deal. Or TV whatever, deal? A streaming deal, whatever y'all calling it. TV streaming deal. That's what I'm going with. Yep, I'm going with streaming deal. Yep, I'm going with they're finally going to announce the the Max thing. Anytime and... you hear or read worldwide, do you do the Titus O'Neil worldwide? Or no, because he, he doesn't even do it anymore. No, I don't do but, that. But y'all don't think about it? No. Not a little? No. no. Hmm. Not really. Not at all, actually. Yeah, I'm going with the Max deal and uh, put full gear on that bad boy. And that'll be the Christmas gift for all the, or the holiday gift for all the AEW fans. Days of fifty dollar pay per views is over. Please, hey, another quick thing before we move off the AEW, I want to ask you guys a question. Do you think that AEW spotlights their older talent better than their 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 young talent? Again, I'm gonna have to say no to that because Matt just caught off all the champs. You I didn't still say champs. Are... I said they already already spotlighted right. I mean, how many people can you spotlight, though? If you have six, seven champions and they're all young, I mean, you are spotlighting them. I think because we know that they have um, creative freedoms while they're in the ring and on the mic themselves. They're not scripted as much as, like, WWE is. I just think that older veterans get over better because they've done it longer. So maybe they are highlighted more because they have done it already, where the younger ones is trying to figure it out. Probably the question that could be asked is the legends that really you don't have a long-term plan for, i.e. RVD. Yeah. Right? There, there could be an argument of, hey, you brought in RVD, yes, to help to get, get Hook over. They mm-hmm. tagged together in Philly a couple weeks ago. But that's precious TV time that could have went to somebody who's contracted, who's going to be there weekly, monthly, yearly, that you can – try to get some traction on that way. You could have had that argument, but I think anything else surrounding, you know, the older talent not getting their flowers or being used too much in comparison, I, I don't believe that. Except for JJ. I think you can agree there. Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> if I don't see that man again on my television <laughs> in a wrestling capacity, I'll be just fine. You know, he's also the reason why ticket sales suck because he's the head of that he department mm-hmm. this year. And since He's been the head of it. Maybe he's doing too much wrestling for him to really focus in on which markets to go to and how to price the tickets right. Jeff Jarrett, get off of my television. Get in your office 
and get these ticket prices set up so we can get back to seeing you guys wrestle in front of six, 7,000 people outside of pay-per-views. That's my, that's my public service announcement for the day. All right, so if we're moving on from AEW, I want to talk about WWE now. With Raw, I'm just going to say it, right? We're giving it up. Besides the last two minutes of Cody coming out, which he did with some intensity, some crazy intensity, this was not a go-home show for me. The show was just there for me. It was good matches. I actually had a lot of fun with the Halloween match. I think that usually I used to get really mad when you had a gimmick match with women, but something about Chelsea Green that is just, man, you give her anything and she'll turn that into wine. But it was just there. Got all the Judgment Day. We got a little cute little spot from like the New Day talking about they're the new Judgment Day, which I thought that was cute. But again, it felt just like a regular show. We have Crown Jewel coming up, which we know is going to be amazing. We'll talk about that later in the card. But it was just there. And to the point where I was like, this was like a waste of my time. I could have been napping right now. And then Cody comes out again. He did it good. If I'm a huge Cody fan, that would have sold it for me. But Cody wasn't there. That would have been an absolute waste of my time. I think for a go-home show. Interesting. I know you say, I think you, you say you watched the first hour, so you can't speak on the last two hours. It was a fine show. It was fine. Um, I wasn't high on Raw last week. This week was kind of like in the same boat for me, but from a go-home show perspective, I thought it was fine. They put heat on Seth and Drew. You got a fantastic Drew sit-down promo, and then you got Seth kind of retorting in-ring before his match. I thought that was really fine. I thought they did a great job of highlighting each woman who's going to be into that fatal, was it fatal five-way? Four-way? Yeah, Rhea, Nia, Shayna. Raquel and Zoe five way. I thought that was good. Gonna have me <laughs> right. have her for you. Um, Cody and Damian Priest finished the show. So those are your raw matches. Those are the matches on the pay per view this Saturday. So I, I thought it was. I thought it was fine. I, to me, it felt like it was a show of just um, face promos. Well, outside the Creed brothers showing mm-hmm. up and showing out with mm-hmm. Alpha Academy, I thought that was a really good spot for them. So that was a, a great match. We knew that would be a really good match. And it was great just to see somebody come from NXT in the exact same package, the exact same names, the exact same attire, and hopefully get over on the main roster. So I, I thought that was great. But uh, you kind of started the show with Sammy having an impassioned promo face speech that I thought was great. And you ended it with Cody's mm-hmm. promo. And I, when I listened to Cody, I was like, it's kind of hard to hate on what WWE is doing when you have so many likable baby faces. And that was kind of what the, I thought the show was. So, I, I mean, I thought, I thought it was okay. Once again, I thought it was just there. I watched it late. I was watching the Lions game on Monday night, so I didn't watch it live. Um, there were some things that I didn't care too much about. But overall, I think it did its purpose to just put a little bit more fire on for the pay-per-view this Saturday. Yeah, the, the, it's a three-hour show. And I think for a three-hour show, they do well with the time. You know, as uh, Matt said, the, the Creed Bros and Alpha Academy, that was a really nice match. Um, I think Creed Brothers looked really great in the win. Mm-hmm. Man, Alpha Academy, they lose a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's, 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 especially considering that you No know, Gable was uh, potentially going to upset you No know, Gunther for the championship just a few months ago. To see him now, he's 
you know, they, he's losing in tag matches. But that was a really great match. And I thought about something. Could you guys keep bringing up the comments I made about women's wrestling? I said they should get some writers. And every time I talk about a SmackDown match, I say I'm, I'm uninvested. I'm uninvested in those women because I'm not invested in their characters. Now, think about Chelsea Green because every time Chelsea comes on my screen, I stop what I'm doing. I'm paying attention. I don't think she's even the greatest of a wrestler, to be honest with you. But every time she's in the match, I got to see what Chelsea's doing. You know, I think about like Tony Storm. I really invested in her. Like these, I'm invested in these characters. And so when I think about the women's division, if they can get more women and their characters over, I think it'll be great because I love Chelsea. I love exactly what she's doing. Um, and then and shout out to them Day. coming out as a heart foundation. You may not have seen Man, that. So cool. That was incredible. She dresses Brett and um, Anvil. Pepper was Anvil. Yeah. Was, I mean, was and, and Jim and she... going against Natty, which of all people, it was, it was great. Yeah. I <laughs> yes, like your, I like your yes, outfit on um, Halloween Havoc too. Like, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't think we talked about that, but uh, that was a mm-hmm. nice little outfit combination too. Did y'all yeah, see I mean, how they were dragging um, Natty under the bus all night with the callbacks of when she was like drunk texting or drunk calling Stephanie and grabbing on um, Matt Cardona's pee pee? Yeah, and Matt Cardona tweeted, yeah. This is what you call long term storytelling. Shout out to him. <laughs> For real. <laughs> and then one thing, last thing on Raw. Again, I said the show was just there. I still stand by that. I, I am liking this new Zia Lee. I am really, really, really liking it. So let's do that. Maybe for E, if you're looking to probably get behind more characters, I think they're doing a really good job trying to build her to being kind of like a dominant force. Oh, I'm I'm hype on on Zay. I actually think they're they're doing a good job on Raw. Um, I'm surprised you guys are down on the shows as much, but I feel like you guys watch so much wrestling and used to so many things, you know, happening, big moments happening, that when they're not happening over the course of a three hour show. I think it kind of lessens maybe like what you're watching. But I think if you, I think because nah. when, we, when we talk about the show, you guys pull out like you guys like 90% of the show, <laughs> but then you crap on it at the same time. I haven't crapped on it. I said, no, I said I it was crap. just there. Yeah. So watch it no. and then tell me if you feel like it was more than just there. It was just there. Like DOI got back together. I don't like their, yeah. they got a problem with these, this music. Man, the music. They, the... That music felt like something straight out like Super Mario Brothers. Like, but no, if if it's the same as last week, it'll be the same not. feeling for me. Yeah, no, it's, it's DIY's music. Well, no, no, they, I'm they have music together I mean, now. Uh, yeah. Uh, one uh, thing hey, I did like. Hey, okay. real quick, yeah. I wasn't hyped on Rebel Heart to be honest with you. The original, wow. the NXT version. Wow, man, that's that, that's we could never NXT be friends. Music. We could never be friends. Because you, you know why? You know why that that music is for a hot chick, and that's not what Johnny is. He might. You know, he might be a chick, but he ain't hot. What? What? <laughs> see, look, see, that's why you don't watch the show. That's why we only watched the first hour. Now, his now whole saying- wife is in the show. <laughs> we see his kid at least once a year in the show. I'm talking. No, I'm talking about Johnny's music. Rebel Heart is a, is a song for a hot chick. If that was Candace's music, okay, it'd be hot. But you but know, you just like, called Johnny a that, woman. Yeah, yeah he was like, look, he, I'm just, he ain't hot. Hey, he may be a woman. Hey. Hey, look! I don't know what he do wow. behind the stage. You know, what but saying? that doesn't change his that, do. that doesn't change his gender though. Do. No matter what he does, hey. it doesn't change his hey. gender. Hey, we're not gonna have that conversation hey. on the show. We can't have I that see. conversation here. Mm-mm. Man, we gotta teach Eli like, sex ed. Maybe. Right. Like, speaking Seriously. of, hey, real quick. Speaking of sex ed, we just need an update. Have you had a warm meal since the episode where you 
like told Katrina like she needs to only be cooking and all that kind of stuff. Has she cooked for you since? Oh yeah, I told her earlier I was gonna buy her an apron. She down to make spaghetti. <laughs> wow, he learned it. He oh, learned, one yeah. thing I did want to bring up from Raw that I did like. There was a report that came out on Monday before Raw about the Miz and they're thinking about turning him baby face to actually be with or to interact with DIY. DIY, DIY, I have a hard time with it too. I have a hard time with it. Add a type it down so I can always see it as DIY. <laughs> and I don't know DIY. why we've heard the expression DIY all the time. I don't know yep. why I think it's inverted. Do yourself it. So do because it's FYI, we're thinking of FYI, <laughs> and then we're putting DIY with it. So, um, which is about myth. We got, and, then, and we got a little bit of that. Yep. On on Raw. the ramp. Mm-hmm. Sure did. We got him with uh, the Miz TV. With Gunther, Gunther as <laughs> the the guy out there, and Miz was hitting him with some face words, and the crowd was behind Miz. Let the ratings tell it. I think that was the highest rated segment no of the show. Way. Also, no way. So, uh, when I first saw, like, I forgot Miz was already a face at one point, and he had to like, he was like, no, nah, I think he said it was like seventeen or 07, one of the two. I was like, okay, well, I don't really remember it. Um, I mean, I think he's absolutely tapped out from what he's doing as a heel for sure, but he's good enough to where he should be doing something on TV pretty regularly. So if that's a, a face turn for him, he's of course we know he's talented enough to, to get over as a face. If you are a good heel, you can be a great face, not the other way around necessarily. So I personally kind of don't really care, but I am intrigued, especially after watching raw Monday, I'm like, okay, this, this could work. This could work. So what's your guys' thoughts about Miz turning face? Is that something that you're interested in? I couldn't care less. But if you're saying that he might have pulled the highest number for the night, then what the hell do I know? Face Miz the GOAT. No, no, Rodi Shay, Matt said we got to give it up, man. Matt was over there marking out in these texts <laughs> about this this face turn for Miz. He he couldn't wait to talk about it. He was so excited. I can't wait. Go ahead and pull, up so the, go ahead and pull up the text message and read them word so for word. Excited. And then he, let he, our he, listeners... Actually, I'll read it myself. And let oh the listeners... God, say, no, 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 no. We can't no, keep no, the locker room. No, This is our let locker me, room. Let, Don't do that. Don't let do me, that. Let me, let me read it. Oh, I got it right here. Let me read what, yep. what Matt said here. Yep. Okay, let, me, let me read it. Y'all ready for this? All right. So we talked about trades. And this is what Matt told me about this trade. Hey, man, we sitting here stressing out over the lines, not making the moves, and he need to make a trade deadline, trade deadline. Don't nobody give a shit about a washed-ass Harden going to the Clippers. And he starts to show with it. That's the shoot. Nobody care about no Harden. Nobody care about a Harden. But and, that got nothing to do with... Wait, but on, wait. Got, stop. But what's happening with the Miz? No, the text, the text is, I sent you guys the thing about Miz turning face. He said, you like that, huh? I saw it and kept moving. I'd love to hear your take on it. I said, it's a big deal if it happens. We've never seen him as a face, right? He said, we sure have. Then I said, then it's not a big deal at all. Laugh out loud. And that was the end of it. So if you take that as me marking out about having the conversation, man, who who said it back in the day? You're dumber than I thought you were. Was that Austin? No, let me. This is what what I got. Let me read read my sister. You're dumber than I thought you were. Who who used to say that? Let me read my. You're dumber than I thought you were. Was it The Rock? You're even dumber than I thought you were. Damn, I can't remember now, but I say that all the time. You're even, I can't remember. Oh, well, whatever. But yeah, so that was the text message. And then we moved on to uh, 
Tony Khan. <laughs> That's what we moved on to. So, what um, what text thread was that? Anyways, I can't even find it. Yes, the only it, 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 it just look for this look for the one search Matt marking out about Miz, <laughs> and then Matt you're finding. <laughs> and now you guys see why like he can never win an argument. Because I just debunked it, and he's still going with it. So now everybody's listening like, man, Matt be right about E. He just be floating and going on his own, own Well, if, if, if you want to keep going. Like, so then we, so we agreed to take it off the pod, and then he put it back on the pod. And oh, so you want to so you read that Also, you want to read that say, I don't okay. care about it. No problem. Right? Then so he said, I'm going to take yep. it off. So then with that. Then I said, uh, hey, Matt, you want to talk about it? Bring it up. No, here you go. Radiza said, uh... Actually, what you said, never mind. But what Radiza said was <laughs> the Miz topic. I don't give a shit about Miz, but I'll rock it out. I said he doesn't care either, so we can skip it. And then he says, if you got some thoughts, Matt, bust it out. So once again, no, I have been proven to be right. Mark, I don't hey, need to listen. go back and forth with you guys. We listen. have a PLE to Miz. talk about called right. Crown Jewel, which used to be a throwaway show. I pulled up um, the card just to kind of see like what Crown oh, cool. Jewel you. used to be like two years ago. And it wasn't a horrible card. Last year was pretty good too, but it is completely different than what it used to be in years past. You know, like we talked about it before. It was used to be a show where like they bring Goldberg in, they bring Taker in. That was the uh, Brothers of Destruction, Triple H and Shawn Michaels match uh, one year. That was kind of the thing. And now it is a regular WWE PLE with big matches. So, Let's uh let's kind of just run down like we usually do. They're bringing the kickoff show back in matches. So shout out to that that we haven't had that in over a year, a year plus. Triple H has gone away from the kickoff matches, but we got Sami Zayn versus JD McDonough. Do y'all care and who you got? Do I care? No. Who I'm want to win? Sammy, even though JD be getting his ass whooped all the time, but Sammy and I don't care. You know, I'll watch it. Who you got? I mean, JD's a jobber. He doesn't even talk. Yeah, yeah there's got no a way Sammy it. loses this. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's big. He's on the show, though. I guess, right? Kickoff show. Kickoff show. Cause they, he wrestled last year, though, right? Oh, Sammy? Yeah. So I think last year was his first Saudi show. Or it could have been earlier this year, maybe. So I, I think it might. I think it's big just to have him in the show. Like, like, you know, years ago, I think there was a problem with them being there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Religion and all that kind of oh, stuff. Oh, it's about Sammy's side of things, yeah. And, you yep. know, and JD, he's, you know what, good for him to be on a pay-per-view or a PLE because he has put in work, literally, over these last couple months. Cody Rhodes versus Damian Priest. Do you care who you got? Damian Priest. And I care. For you got Damian, Damian Priest. Priest? Yep. Oh, no, he's definitely taking... That three second tan. He's not he's not winning that match. Yeah, definitely. And it's Cody Rhodes, baby. You know, I, I got I like to give it up for, you know, the people of my culture, man. I'm I'm, I'm there <laughs> for it. His hitting yeah, is I, sweet as hell on, on Raw, but go ahead. No, I mean I just I don't see any world where Cody loses it to Priest. Unless it sets up which they're I mean, they're setting up now, they're setting up war games, you can see it. Even the, the finish on Raw was like, Oh, okay, yep, this is more to setting up war games also. But Priest has the briefcase, so he's Teflon. He can lose the next 50 matches and then cash in if he did and win the title. I do think, though, 
he's in a position where if he was a cash in and win, it wouldn't be a shock anymore. It would have been a shock. It never ago. been a shock for me. I told y'all this back at back. Was it backlash when they were in? What? No, Puerto that's because that's just because I like knew him. that. I'm talking about how he's been presented on WWE TV. I thought Damien had a, he was the only person at that time besides like your Cody, your Seth, that had an opportunity to be a big dog there. What, what Ray kind of Mysterio? champion do you think he would be? Said mm-hmm. what kind of champion do you think he would be? Is he still down with Judgment Day? I mean, I kind of rather see Drew, but that's another conversation another, another yeah. day. No, it's not not for another day. It'd be a conversation about uh four matches. <laughs> <laughs> All right, for another time. There we go. Next. Yeah. Uh Ray Ray versus Logan Paul for US championship. I care. Um, Ray Ray, drop it. Logan, get it. Oh, yeah. I'm looking forward to the match, and I'm hoping that Logan wins. Because it's kind of stale on Ray, right? It is. Yeah. It is. And for me, if they were going in this path of the actual matches, like match order, this is where the show picks up for me. Like the first two matches we went over, I don't don't really care much about Cody and Priest. It's going to be a good match. Of course, I'm going to watch it. I think it's going to, like I said, help set up Survivor Series. But this is where, like, all right, now we're starting to cook. Yep, I think the match is going to be great. Every match Logan Paul has been in so far has been very good to excellent. And Ray can still go. We talked about that last week. So give me Logan, getting the title off of him. And I am excited to, to see this match. And I think more importantly, I'm excited to see what Logan does with that championship. That's, that's what I'm really excited about. He seemed really comfortable on what was he on SmackDown Friday? We didn't talk about it on our last show, but uh, he he did his run in, and then he had like a really quick promo segment backstage. He just seemed super comfortable in that role, so I'm, I'm excited to see him with the championship and just that pompous asshole that we know he can beat. The only question for him, if he went, if he were to win, is that what's next for him, and how long is he going to be there? What you know? Could it be LA Knight? Could I know be. you said I know you said that that title you felt like would be a demotion, but coming off of fighting Roman, that's the other major belt on SmackDown. Do you go with that play for a big match? You know, something to think about. He loses a, 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 world, a world title match and then he immediately goes for the secondary afterwards. Well, I don't know. I don't know if you do it immediately. I know what you're trying. I know what you mean by immediate. You don't mean like it has to happen like next Friday, but that may be. The progression because what other face on SmackDown? Because I don't want to see Santos and Logan Paul. I don't want to see Carlito and Logan Paul. I don't. I don't care about any of them. And so, if you look at everybody else on SmackDown, what other major or big time faces are on SmackDown that would make sense to be his next challenger? I mean, at this point, it sounds like it doesn't make sense for him to win. Uh Oh, Mm. are we switching? No, I'm sticking. I'm sticking with Logan Paul. Let me ask this question then. So, not saying that does he deserve it or do you think he can do it? But do you think he being LA Knight is actually damn? This sounds bad. Championship material. Like when we oh, look no. at the top two guys of WWE, so you got the Raw Championship, the SmackDown Championship, and the 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 two, three, four different, five different combinations from now until let's say next SummerSlam. You can actually see L.A. Knight as one of those two top champions out of all of the people that's there now at the top. Mm. Absolutely. And I don't. Because 
you're talking about the U.S. championship title, right? No, I'm talking about like the world championship title because he made a comment saying going from world and going down to something else that's like a demotion. So but, I mean, but to we know me, he's I don't not think that's Roman, a demotion. But we know he's not beating Roman. So right, now we're so talking I'm about the U.S. At, title. Austin no, Theory had that bill for like six months. No, that's not what I'm that? saying. I'm talking about the main championship. You're talking about the heavyweight and the undisputed championship. That's what I'm talking mm-hmm. about. That's about my Seth's question. Belt, you're talking about Roman's belt, right? Yes. You think L.A. Knight can hold one of those two? When? In within between now and SummerSlam. Between now and August, absolutely. Okay, and and I don't think so. Absolutely, I don't think so. Yeah, for sure. When you, when you look at you know, this is a a get over business, and he's over like Rover. Yeah, why why would you not think with you, the way because the way his reactions have been, the way he's mm-hmm. selling merchandise, the way mm-hmm. he's moving ratings. Mm-hmm. What about mm-hmm. him tells you? Even if you think he's not ready right now in this moment. What makes and you I'm not feel saying like that he's not 10 ready. months, he still wouldn't be ready. Because I'm looking at who else there is at the top. So you have Cody. So now you have Cody taking the undisputed championship. If he drop, if he gets it, let's say, between now and WrestleMania, if he drops that within any time between, if he gets it today and he drops it by SummerSlam, that would be, I think, a terrible reign for Cody. And then over there for Seth's belt, I think you have Drew and Gunther as your main title holders i don't see yeah, where said, la you said the SummerSlam though that's a long time that but that is what i'm saying right now these people are holding these championships long what i'm There's saying long is championship reigns they can kayfabe another draft next april mm-hmm. and they don't pay attention to it two weeks later he, mm-hmm. he, ends, he ends up on raw in his first night on raw he wins the ic championship i'm not listen to what i'm saying I said, do you see LA Knight holding the world, the world championship yes, or the heavyweight? I'm, so why you keep bringing up though the because because IC you just brought because you just brought up Gunther. Gunther is the IC champ, and the mm-hmm. reason why you think Gunther's ready is because what he did with the IC championship. So you think that now you're going to compare a, a possible LA Knight run as an IC championship to Gunther holding his IC championship reign? Yes, the last time Gunther getting millions of views on social media mm-hmm. or number one merchandise seller, he ain't. He about to lose the Miz. Miz coming for that title. Face oh, yeah. Miz is about to take over <laughs> WWE. I told you. Well, well clearly he, Miz. He's marking out. He's yeah, marking out again for him. He's marking <laughs> out. Don't hide it, man. Let it out, bro. Matt, Matt hey, was looking for something to, to, to validate him. Hey, Miz had the highest rating promo. Had his he's, highest rating he's show. Hyping. I don't know why he's trying to play off. Let me ask you a question, Rhodesia. Like, mm-hmm. What do you think uh, LA Knight's missing? You feel like he's missing something. Remember, we talked about this a couple months ago. I think at the top, of WWE right now, you have Roman and Cody. And I think those are your two, number two, one and two for a year, two years to come. And nobody can come close to them. I even said that they are your top tier and then even your A-class talent, which is a Seth Rollins, is still worlds away as far as that aura is what Matthew, his new word, aura. Cody and Roman has it. So for me to see anybody taking that to me, it wouldn't be believable. Again, I don't know the facts about how much LA Knight is selling or any ratings he's bringing over. I'm just looking purely at who has or who is him. And that's Cody and that's Roman. So then you're saying he's missing aura because E's question to you was, what is LA Knight missing? And you brought up Roman Reigns and Cody Rhodes. But I had said that months ago that Cody and Roman was something different. And I can't compare them to everything else. He asked you, what is LA Knight missing? You know what? So don't bring up someone what else. What okay. is he missing? I don't know. I don't. I just don't think it's fair because it's the same thing with I can say with Seth. Seth, I think, is probably the one of the best wrestlers that we have in in the industry today. But he's he's the world champion right now. It, he is. He is absolutely. But L.A. Knight to me still doesn't matches up to him. 
Mm. I think, well, it's, this would be a very interesting question. I think that LNA has it more than Seth has it right now. Mm. Right now. Now, there right now, is. I would agree with that, but that's why when I said there it is. who I'm going to see holding the championship soon, I, Seth I wasn't that, one of them. I think that LA Knight has it more than Drew McIntyre has it right now. Ooh. And we got two oh championships. I won't goodness. argue that. I won't argue that. But I'm just looking at how they're telling the story right now. I can see Drew holding the world title, the heavyweight title, before LA Knight. Of course, before and then eventually drop into LA Knight, right? Yeah, because you you said August. If we're having this conversation between now and the Rumble, I get it. But you're giving it almost 10 months, and then you can't give us the reason why you feel like. If you don't like him, just say, he's not it for me. But no, you, but that's just, not it. Yeah, just do don't like bring them. up, like, Roman and Cody. It, th- those are two, like, massive stars. We're not talking about them. This isn't real, legit shoot sports where your top people hold the belts. This is a worked environment where he is hot as fish grease right now, and you're saying, like, you still don't think – He's ready for the title because you're bringing up somebody Not else. saying that he wasn't ready for the title. Never said that. I said I don't see him being one of the holders of the main championships. That is what I said. Never said that he wasn't ready and he didn't deserve it. I never said that thing. Well, I thought I, it was, I, I think it's an interesting conversation only because it's obviously something about LA Knight that doesn't do it for you as a fan. So, you know, it might be other fans that actually feels that way about him. So it's just kind of interesting to kind of like, hey, what is it about LA Knight that doesn't capture you as a fan? I, right, it reminds so. me a lot of like Sammy. Said when I remember Sammy was over and hot as fish grease, as you just said, and I said I never saw Sammy win in the championship. It's hmm. just it's just something about remember when um, Vince told Daniel Bryan he was a B plus player. Sammy was over though because of the bloodline story. L.A. Knight's over because of L.A. Knight because L.A. Knight was this over when he wasn't in a feud and he was getting the yeah and the catchphrases and the big pops. Of course, it's built, you know, over time. But Samuels was strictly because of what he did in the bloodline. Well, let's so see I how this age. Yeah, I think that's the difference. Let's see how this uh, age, and I don't, and I, I don't see him holding it. Oh no, you didn't ask us. Did we think he's going to hold it? I, that was never. Okay. No, okay. Let's go question. to the next topic. Let's go to the next. Yeah, that topic. wasn't a question. Let's, you let's asked. Go to the next topic. Let's go. He? Let's go to the. Well, oh, shit, I can. Ah. I can go to WWE <laughs> and say I am now. I I'm. I don't want to say that. Never mind. Oh, no. I can go and be a woman's champion. Well, so you, you're just you Jade now? That's who you think you are? No, I think I'm Rhodesia freaking pool. All right. Oh. And then you're going to take your first bump, and I've got to hear about how you got a concussion for two weeks. I ain't trying to hear that, man. No, you're good. You're good. Just come in number 32 at the Rumble. Uh, speaking of women, EO Sky versus Bianca Belair, women's championship. I'm going to go EO, EO again EO. because I don't, yeah, I don't think yeah. Bianca, not enough time has gone by for her to get the belt. Yeah. But I, I can see, I can see them putting the belt on her because Jay's got to be coming soon, right? What's I'm just saying, I'm saying, relative? I mean, I'm just saying just in general. We're going, it's November now. Speaking of November, real quick question. When is it too early to play Christmas music? I'm thinking about firing it up this week. Two weeks ago would have been too early. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. I got I got soft Christmas music playing behind me right now. Joy well, you know, for me, I actually put up put up the tree the week of Thanksgiving. Oh, let's oh, that's late, man. That's super late. You only got a month to to enjoy that beautiful tree. So is that what you're saying too with Christmas music? You got to wait to Thanksgiving. Yeah. Wow. Damn. But I but I kind of feel like right if you go into retail stores, you start hearing the music 
around Tomorrow or today. Yeah, thanks, around the mm-hmm. Thanksgiving holidays, it starts blending. It starts blending in. Shoot, actually, I might go to Home Depot. There might be some stuff there now for me to pick up. See, mm-hmm. and I'm going to uh, I'm going to supermarket because I'm sure they're gonna have all the Halloween candy on sale. You gotta go get it either to tomorrow or the next day, 90% off. If it's got a Halloween thing on it, they're going to sell it 90% mm-hmm. off. I'm excited Oh, for, for sure, that. man. Like at the, the, the Walmart I used to work inside of, um, they used to, you can get it for like 50 cent. See? They, I'm excited. Like right by the door, out. man. But you know, for me, I stay away from that. That's why I'm a big daddy. So I'm trying to get to a little daddy by getting away from that thing. But going back to Bianca though, I'm going Bianca Belair. Don't do that. People know. <laughs> People know me. People know me. So you going um, Bianca to win the championship? We're going Bianca. I'm because I'm, I want I want her to to to, to put EO in that whole storyline out of misery. Eshan had hmm. is batting a thousand with Bianca winning PLEs this year. <laughs> Every PLE match she has had, he's Eshan picking her. Has won and Bill, <laughs> I would say Bel Air. Wait, Billy wants Bel Air to win. It's cool. I appreciate that, but no, I, I think EO is going to keep it to Mania. Wow, that long, huh? I don't think she's mm-hmm. keeping to Mania. Remember, because I told you, I think Bailey's going to go after Well, remember, I said I thought that uh, Kyrie Sane was going to... I keep forgetting about her, too, but yeah. she's not here yet, so it's not realized yet, so I'll just wait. And I, I don't think Bailey and EO is a main event caliber women's main event. Remember, I don't this think is, Kyrie Sane is, is either. Remember, this is writable television. We got to write and build to the people to be able to be that. Well, according to you, no, because LA Knight still ain't where he needs to be. And he he won't even be there a year from now. Good Lord. (laughs) I see it already. All elite. LA Knight is all elite. To the new TNA. Hey, fire that man. (laughs) (laughs) That is absolutely nuts. Uh, John Cena versus Solo Sokoa. Good over Solo. Solo. And I care, because... We're about to probably not see many John Cena matches, so I care about the match. I think this is it for him. Wow. This uh, this, uh, this initially, originally, was supposed to be it. He was supposed to be done at this show. So I don't know if something changed because Hollywood isn't completely back yet. Oh, I okay, got it. This was that timeline that he said he'd be back for. Yeah. Um, Put Solo over, and I do care about the match. You know, I hate to say it. Cena made me care. I don't want to see him take the three second ten. I want to see him win. I feel bad for him. He's he's letting everybody down, and I'm falling for even it. Even himself, even mm-hmm. even himself, he's letting himself down. He don't even know if he can do it anymore. And at the same time, if he if he if he if he goes down to to the spike, what's going? What's that going to mean for you know John Cena and, and, and the kids no and Make It Rich and he the movies? No oh my God! Right, like That's the, the, the boys saying. love John Cena. Like when he comes <sighs> on, they throw up the, they throw up the sign. Solo has only lost to Cody, right? I think so. Isn't that it? I, I have a feeling he. No, who took the pin? No, Roman took the pin in their Roman tag match the against pin. the Usos. Mm-hmm. I I thought Solo lost again, to one. I I, I yeah, thought he lost another somewhere one. to some to somebody. Yeah, randomly to something. Yeah. But I mean, he's been super protected since yeah. it's been a year now, and we're yeah. talking about him taking two pins on TV. He can take one more. And I think it makes sense because the story they're telling with Cena, I don't know, it makes sense for him to lose again. And he got mm-hmm. hit with the spike on SmackDown. When he yeah. hit him with the spike, it's like, all right, well, wrestling angles one-on-one. If the heel hits the face with their finish before the match, it won't happen during the match. And he So loses. then Cody is going to lose then at Crown Jewel. 
right? Um, Since the go-home show, he ended on top. Well, did he? Because Priest was also standing up, so nobody was left laying. Okay, he Cody was proven to be dominant to end the show. Cody, Jay, Sammy, and Sammy was hyping him up too. Big time. He was hugging him and like loving him. I'm like, sir. Look at Sammy. That crowd was there for it though. Yeah. Crowd was there for it. Yeah. So then give me, give me Cena and absolutely, like I said, every other match on this show, I'm excited for. Uh, Five way Rhea Ripley, Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler, Raquel Rodriguez, and Zoe Stark. No way, no way Rhea loses. And I do care just because. Either we're going to come on our show on Sunday and say, man, that five-way was fantastic, or we're going to come on this show and say, damn, that five-way was not it. It ain't going to be no in-between on this one. I was going to just say that it'd be entertaining. So maybe it's going to be entertainingly bad or entertainingly good. But yeah, same sentiment. I don't want to – I'm not interested in this at all. If If Chelsea was in the match, I'm I'm watching. I'm watching. No, She's no woman's match. tag match. I'm good on this show. Um, but you could, you got Rhea, right? But I was gonna say, is there any chance? Because this, if they want to put take the belt off over for whatever mm-hmm. reason, this would be the time to do it because she doesn't have to necessarily get pinned. Take the pin, right? correct? Mm, so they point. wanted to get the belt off over for whatever reason for storyline purposes. This would be the time to do it because she doesn't have to get pinned. Um, do you guys see her losing the title? For any purpose, because, you know, if they're going to do it, this is the time to do it. Maybe a few weeks ago, or maybe about a month ago, maybe so, I could see her dropping it. At this point, I just I just don't, because I think the story they're trying to tell right now is between Damien and Rhea kind of going back and forth and fighting for the alpha spot. Uh, I mean, I don't I mean, I guess her dropping it could then make Damien then the alpha. I don't know. I, I don't think so. I think if this was a month ago, I could probably see her dropping it or her losing. I don't think Cause so. Because I asked her real quick, Matt, because what's her next, what's Rhea's next few in her division? Like, now she's the star of the show. Right. Of Raw, right? But she's so far uh, above everyone else in her own division. This would be a perfect opportunity to maybe build, I, you know, I hate to say it, Anaya Jax, giving her the, the championship, and now her. Rhea is, you know, Fighting to get her title back. Well, occupy her for some time. If you were going to say, hey, Matt, you got to pick somebody outside of Rhea. I would have went Nia Jax. And you have Nia Jax dominate until Jade comes. And then Jade takes mm. title off of her like immediately. Like that was when I first saw Nia Jax come back. And then we, we heard Jade was signed. I think we heard Jade was signed first. I can't remember how it went. However, but I just remember thinking to myself like, okay, you build up Nia as a monster for Jade to beat her. No, I don't want. No, we don't want to see that match. So right. when you were saying Nia, Nia runs rampant until Jay comes, you meant like mm-hmm. for at Crown Jewel that soon? You mean, or you mean like she runs wild as a title holder for months and then Jay comes in? What was your Family, time? Well, I mean, we don't, it's, it's already Family, been a month already for Jade. Like, how? So do we do we put Jade in the Rumble or do we have Jay come before that? Even if we put Jade in the Rumble, you're only talking two months. Nia Family, could run rush out keep- on Raw. You want to keep if they wanted to do that. You want to keep Jade and Nia far away from each other. No, because it would be a squash match. That's what I'm saying. Like she would come in and literally squash her. I just don't know if they're going to come in. I don't know if they're going to have her come in that strong and take the title though. But you you want her like her finish 
her, I forget what she calls her glam slam. Like, you want her to put that boy over. So unless she can lift Naya up and Which hit I think that she can. clean, I mean, I not just get can. her up. Right, you remember back in the day, I, I don't think you do, or I don't think you watch, but back, Lex Luger, right? He was getting hot, like, in the late 90s. He's putting everybody in the torture rack. He's putting everybody, in, like, giant, he's putting them on, but he wasn't really putting them in the torture. He kind of kind of lift him a little bit and dropped him just showing he got him up there. Like, right? You want Nia to, you want her to lift her up and get her down, like, strong. Like, if she got to kind of lift her up and kind of toss her down a little bit when it looks kind of weak, like, I don't think that's really what you want to get over, like, with Jay. I think with Jay, she got to pick that chick up and boom, hit her. I don't think that's the issue at all. I think that I don't want Jade around right now. I I think we have perfection in a bottle right now. Right now. Let's make sure when we truly debut that onto WWE. I just added a W. You to did. WWE. Not Worldwide the WWE. Wrestling. We're back. Oh, Worldwide. When you debut her. <sighs> we See, make sure. Just so you know, I set you up for that. Yes, You're thank welcome. You. It's called a call back. But you were supposed to do it with me, though. And I'm I done hurt my it. hand on the microphone. Nah, nah, nah. I ain't doing um, that shit. Anyways. You Seth Rollins right first Drew McIntyre. I knew it. See, I knew his cadence in his voice. <laughs> you such an ass wipe, I swear. Go ahead. World Heavyweight Championship. Is it time? Can Drew put Seth out of his misery? That's what I'm hoping. I want on, Drew... on, the, on this go-around, or... But you know what? I, I want... I kind of want Drew to win the championship once he gets to his final final form, um, evolved state. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like the yeah, right? final character. Yep. When he when he when he evolves to his his final heel stage, that's when I want him to win the championship. He's not there yet. When is that Belgium thing, or is that a whole different company? Is no, that's it... next year. That's next. I think was that July. Is oh, it? that's far from now. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I think it's next next July. Let's let's take Seth out back and put him out of his misery. I'm not saying he's in misery, but let's just do it. Let Drew win. I'm excited for the match. No, you know I'm going. I'm going Seth. I'm okay. going Seth. I'm going Seth. And then this is what kind of further takes Drew over the edge for another championship match. What would be really wait, really cool? We still have Damian Priest though. Is if we get some type of shenanigans or a callback to when Rhea and McIntyre was backstage a few weeks ago on Raw talking. Mm. We don't know what they were talking about. We don't. And they and mentioned they it him. like mm-hmm. one week and then I don't you think there was anything you said over the last like two weeks or I know for sure they didn't say anything this week about it. It'd be cool if they cast that chip in on Saturday or maybe they, they still kind of wait. But Hey, and they was kicking it too. Yeah, mm-hmm. like the way they was like yep. kind of sitting, like they was kind of kicking it. Like it was like it, was, it seemed like a conversation they were having out of character almost. Man, like, she, like their body language. <laughs> this girl Rhea we got in the brown guys loving her. They loving some Rhea Ripley. You get Jay. You got Xavier Woods. It is <laughs> they a lot all love, to love about about that girl. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I mean, we really just want to go like straight off the beaten path. We could say Judgment Day helps Drew win. Uh, Priest loses earlier night. They kick him out of the Judgment Day. Drew is the new head guy, and like, there's a lot of things we can we can play with. But I, I don't think it's I don't think it's time yet. Give me Seth winning, and then have Drew just absolutely destroy him after the match. Have him turn heel, completely turn heel, 
no, you know, sometime I'm face, sometime I'm a heel. And now like now we're off and running. But then if we do that, I don't think Guther's going anywhere anytime soon as the IC champ. And he's not turning face. So you're not gonna have both of your title holders as heels on Raw. Even though you got Jay there, you got Cody there right now, you got Sammy there right now. That's just a lot of heels at the top of the card. So it would just suck if Drew doesn't get another shot. I I would say this, and it's and he hasn't signed a contract either. Oh, oh, this could be everything, and this could be nothing. Who is Shinsuke talking to? Who Who you thinking? I don't know. That's actually what I was literally thinking. Like who Who is he talking about right now? CM Punk. Okay. I think this show is done. No. 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 All right. Now y'all tell Main us. Sure. Roman Reigns versus LA Knight. We already, we already know Rhodesia's answer. So, Matt, who you got? I can't believe you hate LA Knight as much as you do. That's crazy. It is. What it is kind of crazy. in the world? Y'all men. I'm going, of course I'm going Roman Reigns. Thing is a 99.99% chance Roman wins. I'm just more excited to see how they protect LA Knight. Mm-hmm. You said something on Sunday's pod, E, that kind of got me thinking. I was like, they're not going to do it because it will spit in the face of everything they've done so far. I would love to see Roman squash LA Knight. Like a literal squash match. It's not going to happen because you can take a ton of momentum away from them. But with Roman's kind of talking like you hadn't even been here before. Do you even know what mm-hmm. a contract's kind of what he did to Cody? He kind of little brothered him in their, their first promo segment heading into WrestleMania. Like, you know, I'm gonna teach you what your dad didn't teach you, et cetera, et cetera. I think it would be incredible. And then LA Knight has to humble himself just a little bit of like, yep, I wasn't ready, but I guarantee I'll be ready next time. And maybe that's how we get him down into the U S title picture. I don't know, but um, I don't think that's going to happen. I think it's going to be a, a great, back and forth match but i am excited to see how they save them i don't think solo comes in i think it's something else to it but you just can't have la Knight lose clean i don't think i think we get some kind of protective finish like kind of like what they try to do with cody at mania right as much shenanigans happens and la Knight wins but you know like you said it like i can i could see you know la Knight possibly having kind of an embarrassing defeat i think i think the thing he's missing and maybe this is the reason why Rodija hates him so much. Mm-hmm. That he doesn't have a story. Like, right? We don't know much about this guy. And this could be a way of him rebuilding himself. Right? Starting over from scratch, from the bottom, going right back to the top. Because all roads point to Roman and Cody. Right? I don't right. think we're gonna get I don't think we're gonna get to rock. I think that was a, a dream yep. that we're never gonna get realized. And I think I'm okay with it now. I do. I think I'm okay with not seeing it. Like, don't don't give it to me when it's way past Rock's prime. I mean, he's already way past his prime right now. And I'm sure he could do a 16, 18-minute match, and we would think it would be great because they will protect it and do all that. But, yeah, get get the belt to Cody. He's put in a year's worth of incredible work. And then let's go with the demise of the Tribal Chief story. Let, let's do that. Let's Let's get that story. Turn Roman face again before you know he retires and rides off to the sunset give me that opposed to trying to shoehorn rock back into the story and we can get the rebuilding of la Knight, like right 
Now, now people are seeing him at his his lowest point, and now they're watching him get back to his tallest point. It'd be a nice journey. So once he eventually wins a championship, then boom, you know he'll be there. Maybe hopefully, Rodisha might finally give him a chance. Mm. No, you upset? Fifty thousand on my head is disrespect. Hey. You felt that. Hey, speaking of that, I don't, I, uh, whatever, but Jeezy, one, one of my ghosts, is releasing a, a double album on Friday, and he brought back Justice League. If you are a hip-hop fan, we haven't heard from Justice League in years. They used to do a ton of Rick Ross music, and I don't know if they had a falling out or what, but they are doing an entire disc just for Jeezy, no features. If you are a young Jeezy fan, this Friday will be it. But when you said 50,000 on my neck, that's Drake. I had to I had to remember who that was, but mm-hmm. I digress. Mm-hmm. So come on, tell us tell us why Roman's going to beat him in thirty seconds, and all that kind of stuff. Because Roman is the the real goat, as he said to John Cena a couple weeks ago. I I'm gone. I come back, and they calling you the goat. Where this coming from? Because he's Roman Reigns. He's ahead of the bloodline. He's ahead of the table. What's an L.A. night to a Roman Reigns? I did see uh, this quick tweet earlier today. I'm going to ask you guys, and then we can head out out of here. Where would you put, it was from a scale of 1 to 10 for Roman, all Roman Reigns. Where would you put Roman Reigns uh, for mic work, scale of 1 to 10? 8, 9, 8, 9. 8, 9. Man, that's and a I, good question. Yeah, because... I still haven't really seen him as a successful face where people love and admired him. And then the Mike skills it takes to be a great face. He's fantastic as a heel. I probably even give him as a 10, but because when he was a good guy, people wasn't behind him. And I know a lot of that was fueled from the hate of Vince overly pushing him, but you get what I'm saying? Like, I, mm-hmm. I, I don't remember ever me saying, wow, that was a great promo that Roman put on as a face. So I have to take all of that in totality. So I'll say eight. Man, you got to think about the greatest to do it, right? You got Stone Cold. You got The Rock. You got John Cena. Like, those are, to me, the three of the top promo guys ever. Would you, you wouldn't put Flair in there? I'll put Flair underneath. Okay. Maybe, maybe, I'll put, I'll put him underneath Rock and Stone Cold. Maybe on the, on the Cena level. Okay, so you put him on the scene, and then the last person yeah. I'll throw in and then just answer, you could be able to answer the question. Where do you put MJF as of right now? I'll put him under, I'll put him under, I think he's flair level. So, not, I, so not, 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 not in your top Mount Rushmore, not, but just that step underneath. Because I think Stone Cold and Rock are like 10-5. And I think that like a, a Cena is like a 10. Okay. And I say that because you know the John Cena, I mean, he's he has a silver tongue. And he can get you invested in so many different ways. Ric Flair, like I and I'm too I was too young to really appreciate his promos back in the day. But his promos in the nineties and beyond, like they were they were good, like right, but they weren't rock and stone cold for me as a fan. Or even John Cena, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, I think MJF is right there. Because we're seeing MJF not hit some home runs. 
on the mic. I mean, they're fine. It's it's a good promo, but he he ain't knocking them out of the ballpark. And you know, Stone Cold and The Rock, there was a time for years where they were knocking them out of the park every time they stepped up. Every time they stepped up. John Cena, another guy, every time he steps up on that microphone. Just what he was able to do on SmackDown the other day. Yeah. Like made a non-fan like me care about his match and his promo. Um so, but you know, at the same time, MJF's only, you know, 25 or whatever. He has ding, a time to grow. Ding, ding. But he's he's Ric Flair level. And I and another person, Dusty Rose. I'm not sure where you put him at, but again, he, I was too young to appreciate his promo. What do you think, Matt? He's a Roman's a uh 9.9 as a heel. But Rodriguez made a great point. We haven't seen him outside the big dog. And he had some good he had some good times as the big dog too, but it was also a time period where they super protected him. He came out, he would hit three lines and they would hit the heels music. I remember those times <laughs> vividly. Um so it's hard for me to say like he's one of the best talkers. I would probably put him at like a Man, just if you were talking just bloodline, I'd be like 9.9. But we're not. We're talking just overall. I would I would have to lower him to probably eight. Mm-hmm. Eight out of ten. And that's still high. I mean. Mm-hmm. So who you got? MJF or, or Roman? Either one, both of you guys. Oh, MJF. So, okay, this is where you're gonna probably cut and spice what I'm gonna say and have me looking like I'm an MJF hater. Ooh, let me mark it. Go ahead. Whatever, yeah, whatever. You, you got the time. You got yep. the time. One twenty two sixteen E. One twenty two eighteen. Got it. We would never do that. MJF's sample size of time is just not there yet. From what we have seen, I think MJF has the potential, that nasty P word, potential to go down as one of the greatest on that Mount Rushmore. But it's been, what, four years that we've seen him? Mm -hmm. So he just hasn't, it hasn't been enough time for me to say he's the best to do it. So far, yes, but we're just now starting to see a face inside of him now. So I got to see how, how that is. He has the potential, but I can't put him in that category with those greats that you just mentioned. Not yet. Now, he has a chance to, to supersede them. But just right now, I can't even compare him. Oh, what if, I the ranking. Hey, real quick. I'll give uh, Roman a nine, and I'll take Roman over MJF. Okay. Does that change if instead of the bidding war 2024, MJF is like, I'm retiring. I'm done. That's After like Biggie and Tupac, four right? Years. Right. So I'll, that's what <laughs> I'm going to say. Then he would go down as the, one of the best. Yeah. Yep. That was, I was going to say that. That's Biggie and Pac. Mm-hmm. Pac had like 12 albums. Biggie had two. But people will look at Biggie as like the GOAT because of those two projects. So. He, was, he still wouldn't be as good as, as Flair. Who, MJF? That's a, man, that's, that's a hard one. All right. Uh, so, okay. So it was one. It was that. And then it was uh, for Roman uh, ring work. Where, where would you put Roman from one to ten? Five. Oh, <laughs> damn. Roman just he works really slow, but he's an old school wrestler. Damn, you said five. That's yeah. Nuts. It was. It's not. It's not that low. It's not that low because then I still wouldn't be. I wouldn't call <laughs> Roman nuts. my favorite wrestler. But again, just going. I had to just be honest. He's his matches aren't my style of matches. Um, but I get that there's psychology behind it. I'm not privileged to that kind of brain that they have in storytelling. Um, like a lot of people can see it. That's just not my style. Um, you sure this isn't Reese bias for you? Because he's had some pretty fantastic matches. 
I think maybe are you thinking just SummerSlam? Are you thinking maybe Mania? I mean, you think, you think about what he did with Sammy. Think about what he did with Logan Paul last year. Think about what he did with um, who else did he work? Uh, Riddle, which was a fantastic match on SmackDown. Think about what he did with Brock, Last Man Standing at SummerSlam. I mean, he's got some yeah. certified. And I, and, and it's- this goes back to him being what a, a, a old school wrestler is. You're a big guy. You don't need to be doing all that extra stuff. You shouldn't be doing all that extra stuff. Your punches should be alone, right? So for me, I'm saying five as a joke because, again, he doesn't have a full arsenal of moves that just captivates me like some of these other high-flying and fast-moving matches. But you got a point. Could be just recency bias. I think of the manias that maybe he's had where he's the main event. And sometimes, like, if it's a 20-minute match, the first 16 minutes is very slow. You learned a lot in this pod. It just says that. LA Knight ain't shit. Won't ever be shit. Roman Reigns is one of the worst in-ring main event workers in WWE history. I mean, I, I just don't know what to say. I mean, I think he's goodness. Um, Romans is 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 a great worker, a key thing worker. You know, like if someone's idea of being a great wrestler is doing a thousand moves and twenty five hurricanas, and then it flipped into a Canadian destroyer and land on your head eight times. If that's the type of match that's, that gives you five stars, then we in trouble. But He's a he's a great. I think he's one of the best ever at the WWE main event star. So I think he ah, shit. He might be the best ever because of one of the things about John Cena. I don't like John Cena's main event style. Like, I don't yeah. either. <laughs> um, Triple it's H, like blue, Sky Blues. Like Triple H, I can I I I hated watching him wrestle. I like the um, H. I, I didn't I didn't like anything about H. I, I like Executive H. I don't like but I think Roman Reigns is the best ever at WWE style main event. Ever. I was gonna say, I, I think he's better. He's a better worker than he is a mic. So if I if I put him at an eight on the mic, I have him at nine, nine and a half as a worker, as a and wrestler. This goes back to what we talked about in the first few pods. What makes a superstar as a wrestler? It the character was number one. Mm-hmm. And I'm for someone like me who the mic skill, character, mic skills, and actual wrestling talent. All those can kind of fall to the wayside. Can you just believe in that character? Yep. Because so he's like your Hulk Hogan. He's like your Hulk Hogan, right? Well, like, first off, bad no, wrestler, Hulk Hogan has like been eliminated in my memory. He does not exist in my existence. No, we can eliminate Terry. You can't eliminate Hulk Hogan. Yeah, I'm talking about Hulk Well, I never watched really Hulk Hogan. The only, the only Hulk Hogan I know was Hulk Hogan versus Rock. Icon versus Icon. Don't get me hyped right now. And everybody up in there in the Wrestle Dome turns on the Rock. I Sky think Dome? the Sky Dome. Sky Dome, Russell Dome. Dome. I'm, I'm, doing, I'm doing a Hogan, right? The, su- the Super Bowl. What is it? The Super Dome. <laughs> it was the Sky Dome, the whatever dome, and everybody. Rock was over, super over, super over. We get there to Icon versus Icon, and everybody starts booing Rock. Oh, no. That's when I knew he was a racist. That's when I knew he was a racist. Yo. All right. <laughs> Let's All right. Go. Okay. Let's go. Yeah. Let's it's go. time. It's time. Thank you guys for listening. Tired. We will be back on Sunday to break down Crown Jewel. And whatever else is happening in the world of wrestling. Hit us up on our socials. You guys know what it is. That's FNW, Instagram, X, which is Twitter, YouTube. We are That's Freaking Wrestling. Thank you guys for listening and supporting the pod as always. We'll talk to you guys next week. Peace.